I think spirituality goes much beyond religion, mm. and that's why it has impacted the lives of everyone around the world. Welcome to another enlightening episode of Getting It With Gotham. Today, we have the pleasure of hosting Naina Trehan, an esteemed art of living teacher who has dedicated her life to helping others transform their lives through the sky breath meditation. With over a decade of experience, Naina Seva volunteering has been instrumental in reducing stress levels, improving mental well-being and enhancing overall health for countless individuals. In our captivating conversation, we delve into the depths of spiritual awakening, exploring the transformative power of meditation and the profound impact it has on our spiritual journeys. Join us as we embark on a soul-stirring exploration of inner peace, self-discovery and the path to a harmonious existence. Welcome to the show, Nana. Thank, Thank you for joining you. us today. Thank you, Gautami. How are you? I'm good. All right. First of all, I'm going to ask you about how was your trip? You recently made a trip to LA. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> what was the trip about? Please tell oh the audience. Yes. That you know what it feels like it was ages ago and I thought, what trip did I go on? Um I'm flying out again tomorrow, so I totally forgot about that. But LA was about a uh, meditation conference actually awesome. that I went to and I I don't even really like to call it a conference, but it's more like a meditation celebration really. And 2000 people came together on the streets of LA. Yeah. And uh, just celebrated and meditated together. And I know those two words often don't go together <laughs> and you don't hear people talking about meditation and celebration together, yeah. but that's really the essence of um what I teach mm -hmm. with the foundation that I work with and um what I what I have learned in my journey. Yeah. And um you also correct me if i'm wrong you also got to got a chance to meet shri shri ravi shankar how was that it was incredible it was actually his birthday and that was the event um so on his birthday 2000 people had come together and it was just wonderful there's mm -hmm. a beautiful center that he has mm -hmm. in uh, in la really close to downtown and he was just there for 10 days or so and I was only there for maybe 4 days mm -hmm. but I got to go for little walks with him and just observe someone who is so in the present moment and so yeah. the definition of spirituality you know yes yeah. all right since you mentioned two keywords uh definition of spirituality and there's another thing that I'm going to ask you but what is spirituality why is everybody talking about it these <laughs> days why are people coming out on the streets and what what is happening around us how people are, like how come what has just suddenly happened i know there's uh, social media there's internet internet that has a huge role to play in people being spiritually awake like people understand the concept of spirituality so one of the biggest reasons is that but what do you think is happening because i feel there is like a little bit of a something happening at like a higher level mm -hmm. also so what according to you is that what is spirituality let's start with that and yeah. then tell me what are your thoughts sure what is spirituality you know the way i look at it and i'm sure everyone has a different definition but at its more most simple you know meaning mm -hmm. i feel like it's anything that uplifts your spirit mm -hmm. is spirituality and that could be anything in your life you know anything that brings you more joy enthusiasm yeah. um anything that makes you want to celebrate and feel good from the heart you know uplifting your spirit truly i think that is spirituality so does that mean we do not necessarily have to meditate to be spiritual <laughs> see that's true if you were already mm. very you know and i don't just mean happy like partying happy but just 
so happy that nothing could shake you, mm. then yes, you don't need to meditate. But I haven't met a person like that yet. So I think having the support of something like meditation or some breath work, some tools, this is so important in today's life. And to your question about, you know, what is happening? Why are people all of a sudden waking up to yeah. it? I think more than even social media and such things, of course, information travels much faster now than when I was a kid. But more than that, if you look at what is happening in the world, mm -hmm. you know, for there to be a solution, there has to be a problem. And mm. we all know what the problem is in today's world. You know, you look globally, there is so much more violence. There is, I mean, just now I was talking to somebody about more mass shootings. Mm. You know, there's so much more depression around yes. us. Back when I was a kid, you, nobody, you know, knew of people within the family on antidepressants and such things. Now everyone knows multiple people within yes. their own families who are struggling with depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. young people especially. That was not a thing. Mm -hmm. You know, young people struggling with, uh, who have their whole life ahead of themselves, struggling with anxiety. So all of this, you know, whatever's happening at that macro level mm -hmm. impacts each and every individual. Mm -hmm. It's not like if you don't read the news or you don't watch the news, you're unaffected. Mm -hmm. That's not true, right? In, in some way, all of us are affected. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where that uh, answer then of spirituality has come, yeah. is that seeking of, you know, how can I get help? And that's where meditation comes in as well. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great to know. I just want to point out something real quick to the audiences, people who are listening as well. Like uh, right now, the moment you walked in through that door, like I'm not lying. I know a lot of people who do podcasts on spirituality. Whenever they have a guest, they talk about their aura. And I know now why. <laughs> you are, have just such an amazing energy. I can feel it. And I am just feeling so uplifted right now. Like even like I'm meeting her for the first time. That's true. We are meeting. For we the are. First time. Right. Yeah. So it's just amazing how energy travels. It is. It is. And that's why it's so important. You know, it's spirituality is not only for people who are struggling or suffering mm -hmm. in life. Of course, that that can help you. You know, meditation can really help you come out of that state. Yes. But even for those people who are very happy and say that, you know, I'm good, I'm I'm fine the way I am. It is our responsibility then to make others happy and spread that joy and happiness. And I think that comes with this world of spirituality. Yeah. So, um, like, Nana, my another question to you is, uh, remember, uh, like, yes, of course, I'm meeting you for the first time, but we did have a quick chat on the phone the other day. Uh, and I did talk to you about becoming a seeker because the reason why I'm doing this podcast and the reason why I have you on this podcast is because of, um, I don't know if it was a spiritual awakening, but I did have a certain download. I did start meditating very seriously and very religiously. And uh, this podcast is happening as a result of it. So, and I remember talking to your mom uh, a few days ago, a few weeks ago, actually. And there was this particular word that she mentioned that I have become a seeker. <laughs> it's a very basic, a very casual word, but it really, like, you know, stayed with me. It's stuck with me that that is true because the way I was talking to her that, you know, this, 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 like I am ha feeling this way and like, you know, I want to do this. I want to join a meditation program, whatever, and all that stuff, right? Um, how and why do you become a seeker? You also mentioned that you became a seeker at a very early age. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. 
Yeah, that's such a beautiful word, actually, seeker. Yeah. Um, you know, in a sense, I think everyone's a seeker. Mm-hmm. We may recognize it in ourselves in different capacities. Mm-hmm. All of us are looking to be happier, to, you know, at some point in our life, we reach an age where we realize, and maybe this is what happened with you as well, I think you'll resonate with this, is it comes a point where you realize, is this all there is to my life? Is there? Is this it? I go to sleep, I wake up, I eat, you know, I go to work and I come back home and then I hit repeat. Is that all there is to life? There's got to be something more, mm-hmm. you know? And then you start asking these questions like, why am I here? What is my life about? What is my purpose? Mm-hmm. And I think that those questions are really, really um, significant in one's life. And when those come in, that's when we really start to seek. Um, Actually, that's not really when we start to seek, but that's when we become aware that we're seeking. Mm. I think from a very young age, all of us are seeking. As humans, we are all looking for, you know, greater happiness. And it's only when we realize that, oh, it's not just in toys and that promotion at work and vacation. It's got to be something more than that. Yeah. You know, that's when we really um, understand that, oh, I'm a seeker. Mm, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But um, another thing that I want to bring in is um, like we just talked about becoming a seeker. But there's also a factor of becoming spiritually awakened, right? Like I do not know how much of a spiritual person I am. But I do know that like 12 years ago, um, like I would just like kind of go back a little bit. I was introduced to the concept of this like law of attraction of the concept of universe. It's a new word, like, but it, like, I mean, like it's a normal word, but it was introduced to me in a totally different way, like what universe means. And I was introduced to this book called The Secret. Mm-hmm. I know like everybody by now yeah. has read it. <laughs> and I am pretty sure when I was introduced to this book, um, again, I was I was at a very, very low phase of my life. And I remember that I was introduced uh, to this book. I read this book. A lot of things changed in me, but I f- feel like it was not exactly the same as what I went through in the last three months. Like... Me starting this podcast, it's a huge deal. It's like a major shift in my life. I know like a lot of people are doing podcasts these days. It's not that big of a deal. But like if I look at it uh, in in my perspective, it's a huge thing. Like it's a huge shift in my life. So what according to you, what in your understanding is what happened to me like in like 12 years ago when I was just introduced to this, when I started understanding the concept of manifestation I started manifesting. I started noticing what's happening. And it took me like 12 years to be where I am today. And like, you know, get more downloads. Is that what I'm trying to say? Like it never happened then. So when I started the podcast, like it was like, this is what I tell everybody. Everybody asked me, how did you like, like, you know, think about starting a podcast? I'm like, I don't know. It was just like a download. Like it was like a faucet, like a tap. It opened. That's it. Like, like ideas started flowing, like things started coming to my mind. It was like a gate, like a block that opened. Mm-hmm. So what is it? I can relate to you, you know, um, I, I know you said it's just a podcast, but I can totally relate to you. I also came from, you know, we all do that traditional sort of um, dance of getting a job and yes. being good at what we do. And I also quit my, you know, very wonderful career to then start something of my own Mm -hmm. in something that really felt close to my heart, Ayurveda. 
And it was a similar journey. You know, it was completely nuts for me to quit um, where I was in life, which was, mm. you know, a lot of success and then start something that nobody has really, my age especially, made a name in, mm. you know, or even uh, it's really new out here mm. in the West. So I understand what you mean. And I also felt like you may have felt this as well, that you didn't really have a choice almost. Mm. It's almost like something was pushing you towards yes. this. This force was just taking you towards yes. this goal. Mm. And yeah, I think I think these things happen in life, you mm. know, um, when something is meant to be for you, then mm. that's that's what we call that higher power, mm. right? It cannot be that it's just me, my body and my own mind. Mm. There's got to be something higher, that universal power, as you called it, or, um, you know, or that higher being, divinity, whatever you want to call mm. it, you know, different people can label it differently. Yep. But it's essentially the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that something is also that voice inside of us that guides us. And that, you know, I relate to what you're calling the downloads. Yes. It's like this pieces of information that come to you and tell you that, um, you know, this is what you have to do right now. Mm -hmm. So for, my, for me, that happened as well. And I think the more we sit and develop that through mm -hmm. whether it's meditation or self-practices like breath work uh, or whatever that method is for you, it's essentially any method of emptying the mind, mm -hmm. when that mind is empty of clutter, mm -hmm. then we're able to download or mm -hmm. perceive that information better. Mm -hmm. And that information is never incorrect. You know, it always leads us to what is meant for us and what is correct for us. And I think that's what happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll talk about another download, which is like, every. I think everybody wants to know. Uh, four years ago, I was not like actively meditating. In fact, like I was like, I would say I was a little bit against meditating. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, no, no, no. Meditation is like just rubbish. Like, We've all get... been there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has been there, right? Yeah. Like when where you think meditation is just rubbish. Like, uh, so yeah, four years ago, again, it was like a little download. I was like, I don't know, something in my subconscious. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'm like 40 years or 50 years um, you know, 25 years down the line, I might become a vegetarian, like, or I might consider becoming one. So now cut to like three, like today, I am in the process of becoming it. Not that I'm super like, like I'm like hell bent on becoming a vegetarian, but I have noticed that I have started making more vegetarian choices. So if I go out to eat, I would rather go for a vegetarian food option than like not vegetarian. So why is vegetarianism linked with meditation and spirituality? Is there a link? I think first, it's important to look at what spirituality is. It's simply becoming in touch with our spiritual values, mm. which are what? You know, nonviolence, be kind, mm. be good to everyone, including all the beings, not just human beings. And these are the values we teach our kids as well, mm. right? We tell kids to be kind, be good to others, don't steal, don't be violent. Yeah. And essentially the same thing. So once you do start meditating or you become um, spiritual, if I may say, you know, yeah. you're not really becoming spiritual. Yeah. Every, everybody is spiritual. Yeah, I, I'm not in, in like, sense. yeah. Yeah. But what, what's happening is I think with spirituality comes responsibility. Mm -hmm. Responsibility of our own mind and our own self, as well as responsibility of the world around us. Mm -hmm. And that extension, I would say, is vegetarianism. So when you extend that, expand that idea, that is vegetarianism because then you believe in, you know, non-killing and maybe, you know, you want to be naturally, you want to be kinder. Mm -hmm. And so you don't, 
you feel more connected to everything around you. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you my story, very similar to yours. I was a heavy meat eater mm. growing up, and my mother was always vegetarian, so she always tried to, you know, put it on us I that you should like be that too. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god! And it I was would like never so give it up. Safe. I yeah. would never, you know. I, my mom would try all different techniques, and my siblings mm. and I would be like, "Excuse me, no, you know, stop <laughs> preaching to us. Like, yeah. We will never." And I loved my meat, and it was only actually when I. And also back then, this is, you know, almost 20 years ago, it, there wasn't so much talk about veganism and vegetarianism, mm. right? It wasn't really a trend like it is yeah. today. And there weren't that many options out yeah. there either. Um, I did a program that now I'm the teacher of, and I was, you know, quite young. And I took the program, and in there they said, to learn these breathing practices and meditation, we recommend that you, for the duration of the course, mm. be vegetarian, just so that your system can be very light and it can, you know, process the breathing and everything and get the maximum result. Mm. And I thought, well, that's logical. Okay, I won't eat meat for a few days. Mm. So I didn't, but I was so excited to finish this course and just you know I didn't know the value of the course at the yeah. time I said I can't wait to finish this and go eat meat yeah and so sure enough I completed the course and yeah. I went to go quickly grab my hamburger and first thing I wanted to buy and I did and I bit into it and I remember I just my body completely rejected it mm. and I actually didn't finish it and I just almost like threw it up and I threw it away and then I thought okay this is weird. I didn't tell anyone about it. Mm -hmm. And a couple of days later, I went again and had a pepperoni pizza. <laughs> and again, I couldn't finish it. It's I like just felt so symptoms. Exactly. I'm getting it right I now for sure. So, I felt so disgusted yeah. and I couldn't actually eat it. And that's when I thought, okay, you know what? I'm not actually going to have this until I need, like something tells me inside that you need to eat yeah. meat. And I, again, didn't tell anyone because I didn't want to be labeled as a vegetarian. I was yeah. very afraid of, yeah. you know, that label at first. But now, 16 years later, yeah. I'm a vegetarian yeah. and I can't lie about it now. Yeah. But I think when you start to be more in tune with yourself, connected to yourself and your environment, you don't have a choice. Like it comes very effortlessly. And maybe that's what's happening to a lot of the population now. Um, and I am glad that it has become a trend as well because of the environmental impact yeah. of, of uh, the topic. But so I think it is it is in some way, yes, linked to spirituality, mm. but mostly because of, you know, some of these reasons of just feeling so connected to everything. Yeah, I'm I'm I also want to like put it out there like it's not the 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 decision of me wanting to become a vegetarian mm. is not at all out of the love for animals or pets because it is not. I'm still like using products that are made of animal skin like yeah. leather and mm -hmm. all that stuff so I really want to say that but it is something that I'm still exploring mm -hmm. and I'm obviously not a com like a total vegetarian right now I'm yeah. still I still consume yeah. like non-vegetarian food uh, every now and then but yeah this is new to me yeah. and I thought I really want to explore it and talk about that's it that's great yeah. yeah no I think it's it's not about it's and also it's important to mention mm. that it's not that you cannot be spiritual or that you're not spiritual if you eat meat you know I think yeah, that's, that's also very yeah. important one of, to one say one of the things that I want to yes talk about is also because I was talking to one of my friends the other day he is also into spirituality but like I was talking to him about becoming vegetarian and he was like you know what like I am eating meat and I'm still a spiritual person mm -hmm. so what do you have to say about that? I think that's very valid I think you have to be natural about it mm -hmm. trying to force yourself to do I know people who have forced themselves to be vegetarian yeah. for whatever reasons and then 10 years later they go right back to it yeah. you know how do you explain yep. that right? Yeah. So I think it has to be a natural shift yes. that happens from within yeah. and it has to be true to yourself. Mm. 
And to me, I truly believe, because I've seen so many of my students also um, experience this, similar to my story, is that once you start to do practices, especially like breath work, meditation, mm -hmm. that are so cleansing on the inside, mm -hmm. if you just look at the mere facts of eating meat and consuming meat, it scientifically makes complete sense mm -hmm. that once you start to feel so clean inside, you don't feel like consuming mm -hmm. these products. So like, that's part of it as well. Yeah, I, I want to say something about it that it scientifically makes sense. Like, I think this was our science from, from a very long time, from like hundreds and thousands of years ago. It's been acknowledged in our culture mm -hmm. from a very long time. But I think it's just now been uh, approved by the Westerners. <laughs> That's how I'd like to put it, because now they've even they have started acknowledging the sattvic food, if yeah. you like, you know, like the food that we have, like the, and acknowledging vegetarian food and mm -hmm. the good effects that it has on the body, yeah. right? So, yeah, I think it has always been a part of where we come from. Yeah, the but Indian culture. Yeah, the Indian and actually, culture, sure. you, I don't know how often you go back to India, but you'll notice this even now. There's such amazing Ayurvedic values mm. that people aren't trying. They're yeah. just... They're just there in your everyday life. Yes. You know, your, the water, for example, is never served cold. It's so hot in India, yes. parts of India, but water is never served with ice over there. Yes. Because ice literally destroys our digestive system. And, you know, whatever, we're not getting into that topic right yeah. now. That's a whole other subject. Yeah. But it's so nice because when you go back to India, all of these things are just there in daily life. So mm -hmm. they're not marketing it that way. Yeah. In the West, we're very good at marketing things yeah. and packaging things and <laughs> yeah. branding them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's how also yoga and meditation has really grown in the West because again, mm -hmm. we're so good at marketing and branding it. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas in India, it's just something you do. You know, you yeah. don't need a fancy background and Pinterest looking location. Yeah. It's yeah. just in every nook and corner. Yeah. Um, for all ages, people yeah. are practicing it. Mm, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's very true. Totally agree with that. So uh, we spoke about non-vegetarianism and like becoming a vegetarian. Um, tell me if it is always, because I'm again, speaking from my experiences, I am not actively practicing yoga. So do we have to like kind of do these two things like in a combination? First, I'm going to ask you what you mean by when you say yoga. When you say yoga, do you mean asanas? Do you mean the body, you know, postures? Mm -hmm. Or do you mean the practices of yoga? Yoga is a very big word. Big word, yep. Right? In the yep. West, we think of it as just, okay, Postures. some movement of the body, some yep. asanas, but that's not really what yoga yep. is. Yeah. I can guarantee you that you are doing yoga every day <laughs> in some <laughs> aspect of the other, you know? Yeah. I think just the fact that you're sharing these beautiful things from your own spiritual journey, you know, you are practicing yoga. Mm. Yoga is simply practicing non-violence, non, -violence, non mm. uh, you know, being kind to everyone, union of yourself. You know, union, a connection with yourself, with your mm. core being, that is yoga mm. and anything that leads you to that. Mm. Right? So I think everyone is practicing yoga in some wow, way or the other. that's such a beautiful way to put it, Nana. Like I never thought of it that <laughs> way. I was really thinking about yoga, like the actual asanas. <laughs> I, you know, I, and I know you're so curious about these things. So just off topic, off note a little bit. Um, something you can look up is actually studying about yoga, mm. the eight limbs of yoga, mm -hmm -hmm. you know, and that when you start to learn this, you realize, oh my God, it's so much more than just the asanas. Mm. You know, I didn't get into the asana practice till much later. Mm. And I think that's fine. You know, not everyone connects to that right away. Of course, it has a lot of benefit when you start to do asanas and mm. such, but 
that's that may not be everyone's beginning and they may not be everyone's you know strongest point or liking even yeah uh, but there's so many other aspects mm. yeah yeah that's yeah that is something to think about mm-hmm. for sure <laughs> yeah and um so um another thing that comes to my mind is uh like we were like coming back to the topic where we started off from like why is everybody celebrating is it just because sorry not celebrating like why is everybody into spirituality mm. so um like there's like i know there's a huge podcaster like like a very big podcaster in india his name is ranveer lalwadia <laughs> yes. yes yes i i was like um i watched all of his podcasts on spirituality and like all of that you know the the way he has explored indian culture and like you know so it's really amazing to see that but like there's also a connection that he like brought in was with religion with hinduism how do you see that like because you know like like i'm i was saying a lot of people are practicing spirituality these days they're not all from the same religion but yeah yeah what what do you think is the connection between well i know we talked about um you know india also and how a lot of this knowledge comes from india yeah i think it's it's really for everybody though it's not necessarily that oh because it comes from india that it's a certain religion hmm. it's like we all eat pasta we hmm. don't say that oh it's the food for only italians you yeah, know we yeah, all yeah, yeah. we all enjoy it yeah. around the world yeah. it's similar to that i think yoga and meditation is a gift of india's yeah. to give to the world mm. you know and i think it's a beautiful gift i don't think it really uh, resonates with any one religion in fact if you look at each religion mm. deeply mm. it will be talking about the Spirit, same thing yeah. you know the same spiritual Absolutely, values yeah. but then there's some sort of formed religion around it you know mm. that has been uh, whatever created over time mm. but i think spirituality goes much beyond religion mm. and that's why it has impacted the lives of everyone around the world mm. you know that's why everyone can connect to it and i i think now is a time with our generation and younger generations not wanting to maybe confide to religions and not wanting this um if i may say limited understanding you know uh that they feel might be limiting for them uh-huh. you know i think with like you said social media and this globalization of the world we all want to connect with everyone mm. i don't want to believe that oh me as an indian only has this knowledge mm. or me as a hindu only you know True. can have this knowledge True. and a christian next to me mm-hmm. is not you know worthy of it or doesn't yeah. have it that's yeah. not true mm. i think um that's one way that our world the consciousness of the consciousness of our world um has really expanded mm-hmm. and thank god right mm-hmm. because um i couldn't imagine it being any other way yeah yeah the reason why i ask is because so this again this is all my personal experience um when i used to hear him talking he would say a lot of things and i would be like so skeptical like he's just making it up for the camera or for like whatever right but this is true so before i even got introduced to his podcast um i had always because his podcast talks a lot about the shiv shakti and the shiva and durga like the mm-hmm. two shiva and shakti shiva yeah, and shakti yeah. right so uh, he talks a lot about it and he has connected spirituality and meditation like like you know there has a lot of discussion that has happened right mm-hmm. I was also in the same space. It's not just about my consciousness, like that I was uh, brought up in a Hindu household. It's 
it it was something that just happened because I am not like an avid. Exactly, me neither. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. So I just had this wallpaper of Shivji on my uh, phone before I got introduced to the world of podcasts or even Ranveer Labadia's <laughs> podcasts, really. And before that, you know how we have Durga Ashmi and there are all these Durga Pandals in India around the time of Navratris, right? Mm-hmm. I would watch them just in videos. I've, like, I'll be honest, I've never actually physically been there to experience the whole, like, you know, energy of what happens uh, in the Durga, in the Pandal itself, right? But I always felt this connect. I, n- I never spoke about it. First, for, I really want to say that as well because I was like this, everybody's going to think she's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially she's, like, everybody's like, she's like a well-educated girl. Why is she talking about all these things? <laughs> I I had, like, yeah. So I always felt this, like, you know, energy, this exchange. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it happened. So that is why my, that's what my question was to you. Why and how is it, like, so connected to our religion? Like, I totally agree with you. All mm-hmm. the religions do, at the end of the day, the crux of them is really, or the crux of the religions is really, a, it really teaches us the same thing mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But why do we feel it that way? Like, why are we only talking about it? Why is no other person from any other religion talking about it in the way that we guys talk about it? Yeah, I think that's a good good question. Um, we were just talking about this when I came in, mm-hmm. is that, you know, somebody, I think, Mark said, Mark said, uh, oh my God, everything comes from India. (laughs) You know, and and I think um, it's one of the oldest civilizations. Mm -hmm. And so there is a lot to learn there. Mm -hmm. In fact, any of the, um, you know, olden civilizations, there's so much to learn from. Mm -hmm. And there is also like billions of us on this planet. (laughs) Yeah. um, But yeah, I think Hinduism has a lot of great things to learn from. I do think somewhere, however, when we um, talk about it as a religion, we actually lose some of its meaning. Yes. Because like you said, Shiva, Shakti, you know, these terms, when you look at it spiritually, all it means actually uh, is manifest energy versus unmanifest energy. So Mm. the form and the formless, Mm. that's what it truly means. But when we say Shiva Shakti, people start to have this form in their head of Shiva sitting on a mountain with a snake around his neck. This is, you know, Shiva was not actually, you know, this is again, some people might argue it, but it wasn't actually something that was in form. It Mm. was, Shiva is the formless, Mm. right? But this is just the depiction that Hindus in the Hindu tradition we have created. Um, to and relate I think to it have, and connect yeah, to it. As, as a religion itself, like as like people, like Hindu people have literally uh, like associated him with the ultimate form of mm-hmm. meditation. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not really that. I totally agree with what you just yeah. said. And it is, right? And that's why you always see the, I'm not saying the Shiva Murti is incorrect. Mm. It's There's actually beautiful knowledge behind why even that was created. Mm. The reason that was created is so that you can feel a connection. Mm. Something that is so formless is very hard to connect with. True. So, but when you draw it out and you say, oh, this is how it symbolizes. This mm. is what it looks like. Then you're able to connect with it, right? Mm. That snake around its neck shows the awareness mm. level that it, you have to be so attentive. And mm. Shiva is so attentive. And that's what our goal is also to have heightened awareness mm. while being so relaxed that you're in meditation. Mm. 
right? And that um, is why you see it sitting so still. (laughs) So all of these things. But again, when you're taking spirituality to different people, different parts of the world, then yeah, that that image may not be so relevant. Mm -hmm. But the the idea, the philosophy, the understanding is very much relevant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's true. And how would like, since I've started having these downloads and getting awakened, like, I tell everybody around me who's not in a very good place, I tell them from my experiences, like, you know what, start meditating. And I, every, I tell everybody, and I, I'm saying this on camera, I'm not like meditating, like, you know, one hour sitting still, I'm doing something very basic, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I literally wake up, play those sounds from YouTube, literally, and I just sit there. Mm-hmm. And there's no like particular like posture that I'm following, but it has still helped me mm-hmm. even without having the the ex- exact like, you know, training, I would say mm-hmm. like um, from you yourself, like from a teacher or from a guru, mm-hmm. like I'm doing it and it's, it's still helping me. Yeah. So what do you have to say to people um, who are just, um, you know, starting off? Mm-hmm. Because this is the most common thing I hear from everybody. And it happened to me too. Like, I cannot sit still for like even five minutes. I start having these thoughts. And like, it is going to happen. It happened yeah. to me. But you don't have to force yourself. But you have to just tell your mind to sit through it. That you will eventually find that spot when you close your eyes and focus on it. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Like, this is what I'm doing. It's a very basic thing. And a lot of people might not even relate with it. But I am really doing it. And it it has brought results. Yeah. Like I feel that like even with something as simple as basic as what I am doing, or maybe even if it is wrong, but yeah. it's still helping me. Well, that's the power of meditation. That's the depth of meditation. Hmm. And I think, um, like you said, you don't sit for an hour. I also don't sit for an hour. Hmm. You don't need to sit for an hour. Yeah. You know that you don't have to work so hard. You can work smart. Yes. <laughs> you can have a good meditation for 20 minutes yes. or even 10 minutes yep. for that matter. Um, and be so rejuvenated from it that you don't need to sit all this time, you know, and especially in our modern busy lives, this is not about dropping everything we do in our life and dropping all my responsibilities and just going and meditating all day as much as I'd love to do that. (laughs) Um, You know, you don't need to do that. Um, When it comes to learning from a teacher or not, you know, the basic thing everyone can do, like yourself, is to sit whether it's once you wake up, before you go to sleep, or any time in your day, is to just sit with your eyes closed for a few minutes and just bring your attention to your breath. Mm. The breath is always in the present moment. Mm. So it's the key, it's the link to that inner self Mm -hmm. in that, you know, so that's something simple each and every person can do. Now you said it yourself, you know, people struggle with the thoughts that pour into their head. And Within that's five the, minutes, the yeah, first five and minutes. And even just two minutes, up. even one minute. You yeah. know, sometimes yeah. you, I, who even sits sometimes for, if you had yeah. told me back in the day, sit quietly for one minute, I would struggle with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I think it, that's where the technique really helps. And that's why some people need that support. Need that, yep. And in fact, I would say it is amazing and incredible to have that support mm-hmm. in the right place from the right teacher. Because then you're able to learn, just like you learn anything, you know, you learn, you want to learn soccer, you get a soccer coach, you want to train in singing, you get a coach, Mm. right? You, anything, you want to become a really great cook, you go to school for culinary arts. Mm. So similarly, why for spirituality that we don't need a coach? The reason being is because we feel that, oh, it's innate in me, I can just sit and learn this myself. Mm. Yes, so that's true to some extent. 
But after that, if you want to see progress, then yes, learning a technique with a teacher, with a guru, that has so much benefit. And you can only imagine if you're seeing so many results already and you're saying, I don't even know what the technique is. (laughs) Once you learn the technique, your capacity, and I think you're already a very sensitive person who seems to, you know, connect easily. Mm. Imagine how deep you could go. Mm. And that has been my journey is that I'm, I'm so surprised at my own capacity of being able to, like you said, whether you call it downloads or I call it intuitive ability, Mm. you know, it's your intuition rises to a level where you just, it helps you in every decision you have to make, whether big or small, you know, and then life just becomes easy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think a little bit of learning can really take you a long way sure um but at the end of the day if you don't even want to do that then at least sit and watch your breath and just observe your breath and you will feel the benefits yeah 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 Yeah, that's very well said like i totally agree with that because um i feel that whatever meditation you do i know a lot of people might not see the results right away the way i'm putting it right now and also the reason why i'm saying it right now is because i saw the results very fast, very like, like they were accelerated, literally. And by results, I don't mean any sort of material wealth. That is the biggest thing that people need to understand that it is not material wealth. Those results are not like just like um, seeing physical changes around you. Um, For me, um, I'm usually a calm person. Everybody thinks that it is true. But there's always like an like internal like chaos happening (laughs) inside me. And by results, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like that chaos has settled down. Yeah. I don't stress a lot now. If there was there are like any external factors that would uh, like generally would stress me out. So by results, like I really want to clear it to the audience that yeah. that is what I mean by the results. Yeah, I think one way also to put it, because sometimes people ask me, what have you gained from, yeah. you know, yeah. your techniques that you do? And I'm like, oh my goodness, it's been so long. I've gained mm-hmm. so much that I can't actually sit here and tell you. But one way to describe it is that meditation makes you more natural. You know, it really brings out what you truly are, who mm-hmm. you truly are. And it brings you to your nature. Mm-hmm. And you look at a baby and you're forced to smile and feel happy when you look at a baby's face. Mm. So it takes us back to that state. Mm. And yeah, who wouldn't want that? (laughs) Right. And uh, just going back to even, you know, results, like you said, and how quickly or how long it might take for some time. Sometimes there's this understanding that, oh, meditation, you know, or uh, even alternative medicine or traditional medicine, herbs and these things, they take a really long time to show effect. I don't think that's true. I think, again, if you're following um, the right uh, procedure, the right technique, Mm -hmm. it shows results very quickly. I just taught a program. In fact, our programs are only three days long and Mm -hmm. it's like nine hours. Mm -hmm. And day one, people had incredible experiences. And by day three, I cannot even tell you, you know, this, they're completely smiling, rejuvenated and just they were so thankful and so grateful. Mm. And I, we could see the changes on their faces. Yeah. So if that can happen with, between three days, yeah. you know, for somebody who's coming in with so many stresses and so many anxieties, yeah. then yeah, it's really important to know that it doesn't take very much of yeah. time. You don't have to invest so much time mm. because everyone's busy. Everyone's got too yeah. much going on. Yeah. <laughs> and this is only meant to, you know, give us more time and more energy. Mm. 
to be able to take care of what we can really do. Mm. A lot of people say to me, I don't have time to meditate. Yeah. And I'm like, that's exactly why you need to meditate <laughs> because you're obviously doing something wrong because you're running around all your day trying to complete your task and they're not completing. Yeah. So you need to settle, sit, calm the mind, gain mm. some energy internally that everything else can get taken care of with yeah. lesser effort. Effort, yeah. I want to like bring in a little bit of a conversation that I was having with somebody the other day and they said, um, you know, walking outside or listening to music, that is my meditation. Basically what they meant was, I was like that too. Like I was like, I don't necessarily have to do yoga or sit still and, you know, then do meditation. So is how much do you agree with it? Like that meditation can be not just sitting still, closing your eyes or doing that breathing exercise that you just mentioned. Like it can be anything in any shape or form, maybe listening to music or or taking a walk outside. Like, do you agree with that uh, form of medi meditation? That's not untrue. Yes. Mm -hmm. See, meditation is a state of mind. Mm. So that state of mind can be achieved while washing dishes, mm. while going for a walk in nature. Mm. But you tell me how many people you know that are taking a walk in the nature and not thinking about something else. Mm are not listening to music and like yeah. thinking about something or else. just yeah, distracting so. the mind yeah right when we're meant to rest watch even if you're just watching tv or you're at a spa your mind is going off about all the other things that you need to be doing and mm -hmm. and when we are meant to focus we're procrastinating mm -hmm. or we're distracted mm -hmm. right so we have no control over our mind and to be able to learn how to manage the mind that takes that little bit of learning and that's what meditation is mm -hmm. So it's not about, you know, whether a uh, walk in the park is not. I get a lot of people saying that to me too. Mm. You know, my, my meditation is my jog in the morning. Uh. I'm sure it is. And I 100% agree. Mm. Um, but I believe me that walk or that jog in the mornings will be so much more enriching once you learn to meditate and once mm. you start to incorporate some of these practices in your life. Mm. Because there's so much, so much depth in these practices. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. Okay, let's I now next I really want to talk to you about is manifestation. Mm -hmm. Because the reason why I say is when we are meditating, when we are like, you know, still our body is still, sometimes we fall asleep. It happens yeah. to me, yeah. like, that's normal, right to fall asleep. And like, I haven't experienced it myself. But there's like lot out there that says that, <clears throat> that you can manifest while sleeping. Ha like, Let's say you fell asleep while meditating. Then is it true? Because your mind is still working. Like you're not, let's completely fallen asleep. Are you still manifesting? Because you're like thinking about a lot of things at the same time still. Mm -hmm. So what happens in that state? Of mm -hmm. course, sometimes you do fall asleep and you can be snoring and that's yes. how you know you're yeah. sleeping. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, no yeah, question yeah. about it. But oftentimes that dropping of the head or yeah. that falling to the side that happens during meditation is actually samadhi. It's mm. the state, it's that heightened state that you go into called samadhi. That is what's actually happening, not sleep. Um, oh. Because if somebody was to say your name, you'd probably come out like this, mm. right? Whereas when you're sleeping, if somebody's to say your name, you'll snore right through it. You don't, mm. you don't hear it. Right? Mm. So there is... Um, there's relaxation while awareness, with awareness. But is it true that when you're meditating and you're thinking about a certain thing, like let's say there's like a material thing that you want to manifest, and then while you're meditating and thinking about it at the same time, 
Is it true that your manifestations accelerate? Does that happen? In my experience, it's two different things that we're talking about. Okay. One is the law of attraction. Whatever you think about mm -hmm. and whatever you give attention to mm -hmm. grows and mm -hmm. it comes to us. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But if you talk about meditation specifically, mm -hmm. thinking is the opposite of meditation. Mm. Doing something, even manifesting, is the opposite of meditation. Manifestation is a result of meditation. That, ha okay. that may happen. Mm -hmm. You don't have to look for it, search for it. Mm -hmm. But what meditation actually is, is deconcentration, if there's such a word. <laughs> it's actually not concentrating. Mm -hmm. In our whole life, when we're awake, we are concentrating and focusing and putting energy outward. Mm -hmm. Meditation is closing down the senses, mm -hmm. taking the attention inward and doing nothing. So whether thoughts are coming or not coming, you let it be. Mm -hmm. Whether... You know, your mind is going on here or there. It doesn't matter whether emotions are coming up. It doesn't matter. You let it be. Mm. It's actually the art of doing nothing. Mm. That is what meditation is, mm. at least from the lineage I come from. Mm. Okay, at least what I've learned because, yeah. you know, I'm not the, the one to say what this is. Yeah. But this is the understanding I have of meditation. So thinking something and meditate, I think these are all limited ideas of meditation mm -hmm. that today's world in the West, especially we talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. um, however, I was talking about intuition and, you know, even manifestation, that ability comes when you meditate. Mm -hmm. If you look in our um, Vedic knowledge, there's some, a word called Siddhis. Mm -hmm. Siddhis are attained when one meditates mm -hmm. and becomes more uh, in touch, in with, touch the with the self. Yeah. So, and that's very common. Honestly, if you ask uh, somebody who's been on this path mm. uh, for a long time, it's very, very normal to be able to manifest, to be able to, I don't know, it's, it's, they don't think of it as a superpower because it becomes very normal. Yeah. So I think uh, not to focus on that, I would highly recommend because then what happens is you get stuck in that. Mm. Wanting something um, is the opposite of meditation. Mm. There's three rules to meditation, the way I've learned it, the art, uh, you know, when you sit to meditate, you close your eyes, tell yourself, I want nothing. Mm. I do nothing. Mm. I am nothing. Mm. So that takes you to that space of nothingness. Mm. I want nothing because we're constantly wanting things. We have so many desires. Yeah. That's not the goal. Even the go desire to meditate should not be there when wanting to meditate. Mm. Because then again, you're stuck like, oh, yeah. yesterday I went into such a deep state. Deep Today state, I want to yeah. go there too. Yeah, it happens to happen. me. Yep. Then it yeah. doesn't happen, right? Yeah. It happens to all of us sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Then it won't happen because then you're not able to let go. Mm. And then, you know, or even chores, like I want to do my laundry or I want to, mm. you have to drop all of this. Mm. I do nothing. I want nothing. And then I am nothing because we have so many labels. Even the label of I'm a good meditator should not be there, True. right? Because then you get stuck in that. Yeah. Meditation is going beyond all of these labels. So that I think, and then the results can be manifestation and all these things. Great. Those are added bonuses. Mm. But when you're truly meditating and the results that you're seeing are, they're much beyond that, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, yeah, that's a very good way to put it together. But like coming back to manifestation, mm -hmm. like uh, I'm talking like, let's like relating a lot of things to my own journey. Right. So I started manifesting, uh, sorry, meditating now like i'm like getting more like uh you know curious about the idea of meditation but i was manifesting back exactly then. yeah and like how is that working <laughs> out like because you it's said not that only related to meditation of course right look at so many people who may not sit and meditate but they will tell you that they're able to like have a thought and then it manifests 
Hmm. Everything, in fact, all manifestations. I think it's a lot of AI also. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. You know, if we talk about something now, our Instagram it's a, yes, is going to there, be filled yeah. with that. Yeah, hundred percent. There's yeah. definitely. I'm AI. manifesting the. <laughs> Uh, a particular person and you open YouTube oh, so many signs I oh my goodness signs. I'm oh my always uh, yeah partly I don't know if that's my mind I, working it or just yeah. AI it's yeah yeah see <laughs> that's what the thing is so we really need to like you know find that like different be able to differentiate between that yeah. and it's not always universe giving you the signs yeah. <laughs> and also it can be very tricky you know when pe- if you think too much about these things how do you know that there can be a confusion that oh am i manifesting it or am i wish you know did i did i know that it was going to happen was it my intuition mm. or did i make it happen because i thought of it mm. right so there can be this confusion so it's better not to read too much into yes. it and it's better to be natural yeah. and uh, let it flow you know yeah, yeah there is yeah, yeah. there is i've heard of something uh, that my teacher said uh, now i'm trying to remember it says uh, attention um oh god what is it um awareness attention manifestation oof i'm forgetting it now it's been like my mantra was my mantra for so many years mm. attention intention manifest manifestation so mm. actually the other way intention attention manifestation mm. you have an intention first you put a little bit of attention on it and it will manifest mm. and when you're a yogi when you're a meditator this happens very effortlessly all you have to do is put slight intention somewhere mm. and little bit of attention and that's it it manifest but yeah. you don't have to like work so hard and pull teeth and fight against a force mm-hmm. to make things happen and i think you may realize that in your life too True. where yeah that, coming this is coming from someone like me who even has to like go out and buy groceries there's going to be some sort of a, like obstacle in my life like i cannot <laughs> go and get groceries today like it has to be some other day yeah because for me like nothing happens smoothly in my life <laughs> and that's why i say like yeah. me starting this podcast like so effortlessly i mean like we had exactly. challenges it's grace yes right? yeah it happened effortlessly that is why i'm so amazed like the, the way it has turned out but yeah that's to- i totally agree with you but then at the same time i do also want to because we're discussing it and i'm pretty sure a lot of people are listening to it and watching us we don't we're not like uh saying that just sit there and manifest Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm not at all in favor yeah. of that. You have to put yes, put your intention out yeah. there, but then at the same time get up and work towards it too. Like put the effort in. But I am saying that when you are so connected to yourself, you don't have to put too much so much effort. Mm. That I am agreeing. Yeah. Because like I know that happening that yeah, has to be just there. Just a little yeah. bit of effort yeah, and yeah. as soon as you put a little bit of effort, that's it it happens. Yeah. And that is there. Yes, when you do meditate when you do yeah. uh, like you can more you can manifest like seeing a certain number in your bank account, but it's not going to be like you manifested it last night and next morning you wake up you'll exactly. get a notification thing like yeah. you have this much in your account but you have to get up and like yeah. work towards like let's say an opportunity was presented to you like this is how i yeah. feel i think there's another element um that uh, i don't know if it's a word that's easy to grab a uh, grasp is grace I feel like there's a certain level of grace and benevolence that comes your way mm. when you start to do these practices and and you're not aggressive you know? and no, you wanting to achieve a certain yeah, thing. Yeah, there's certain level of grace that comes and takes care of things in yeah. your life. And another one is merit. Mm. I think uh, and I've heard this many times from my teacher also is that when you meditate, 
merit comes to you. Mm. You know, merit from your ancestors, from the environment around you, blessings come to you. Mm. And I think that's what makes your life smoother and just like all of these benefits, material benefits even come. Mm. You know, for those who uh, need that to be the result, yeah. know that it will. Yeah. Because when you have a very positive energy, yeah. things are attracted to you. I think detachment is the key. You can't like hanker for it, but it will just come. Hmm. Right? As soon as you just be positive. Hmm. You know, we know this, whether even if you take out meditation for a second, hmm. a person that is so positive, more positive things will happen to them. Hmm. Someone who's so negative, sitting there going, what about me? What about me? What about hmm. me? Only misery will come to them. Hmm. We've seen this. Uh, you can try it out at home if you want, <laughs> at your own risk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So when you are positive, you bring more positivity to you. Mm. And I think that's yeah, the end of it. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. But like I also, like because you mentioned you attract more positivity and positive people. I've also seen a lot of people who have been in the practice of meditation and like yoga and like what all the like things that calm you down. But they're still not at that place. They still come across as somebody who's aggressive. Mm -hmm. And whose approach towards doing things is not the way we think it should be. Like yeah. considering so what imagine they're doing. what they would have been if they were not meditating. <laughs> okay, that's a good that's way to put it. That's the way I okay. look at it. Okay. You know, I have family members like that too. You know, or friends and such that. Yeah. You know, because our mind wants to judge and be like, oh God, this person meditates every day and look at them, they're still like this. Mm. But imagine what they would be if they weren't doing that. Mm. Right. I think subconsciously, we all want everyone to be like ourselves. That's not possible. We all want to hold everybody up to our standard of what mm. you should be. No, that's not possible. Mm. And we can just like see them as, comes. Yeah, yeah, see them from their like standard of what they could yeah. be, right? Yeah, definitely. And everyone, everyone is... You know, one way to look at it when you when you feel so judgmental towards somebody, <laughs> uh, we all do we it, all right? We all do it. Of I totally no, agree, no I, doubt, it, it just comes, yes. right? I and think I think it's very funny, like when people say, "Oh, I'm not judgmental." Like no. everybody's judgmental. Yeah. I'm judgmental too. We're judging somebody, or it happens yeah. naturally. And I think one way to look at it is that, especially when you're irritated at somebody or you're mm. angry, and I'm talking about it in a laughing manner, but sometimes there's some very very deep you know, issues that you're upset mm. at somebody for. Mm. People ask about even like terrorism and murders and all these things. I think the end of it, you have to notice that everybody is, you know, a victim of their own emotions. Mm. I don't have control. If you put chocolate here right now, mm. if you you and I will reach for it, you know, mm. because if you we don't have that much control, then what's to say somebody has, you know, the control that some anger came to them and they got into this bad thing and they just acted out of that anger. Mm. But that very next moment, they probably regretted it as well. Mm. So it's just being a victim of your own emotions. And that's what we're working on with meditation and with all of these mm. uh, practices is how to manage our mind better. I think at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to is how to manage our mind better. And that brings compassion also. You know, when I look at somebody and I say, oh my God, how could you be like this? Mm. Like, well, yeah. you know, maybe you're bogged down with a lot of stresses and a lot of... Uh, yeah. whatever traumas and this is your only natural expression that you know right now mm. you know we are in this culture of letting go and effort making effort uh, is like kind of something like looked down upon I feel like like it comes like it's it's a part of this whole thing 
like i look at it in a compassionate way that somebody came back to me and apologized and i again like dedicated to meditation mm-hmm. and like you know part of that like the spiritual spiritual awakening or whatever that yeah. is yeah. right so yeah like a lot of people yeah. don't do it regardless yeah, if of you're natural then yeah in that naturally you felt like this person's being genuine yeah. and you just again you know part of you meditating and all yeah. of these things that you're in touch with that natural space within you mm. so you know when somebody's lying or somebody's being genuine that's another benefit that comes from meditating yeah. right the bullshit detector yeah, that exactly marks. it comes and <laughs> he doesn't, <mark> <laughs> he doesn't and, meditate but he has a bullshit detector <laughs> yeah I, well it's an innate quality that some of us just mm. have um more and some have less maybe yes, but yeah. we can be developed i think yeah yeah, yeah. wow that's that's a lot i think we have touched upon like but uh nana thank you so much for coming in and sharing so many amazing things with us it was amazing experience and i'm hoping we'll have you back again so thank you i so want to talk to you about so many things again oh, it was so wonderful and i think you had amazing questions and good luck to you for your new <laughs> thank venture you. it's going to be you. wonderful thank you thank you so much for coming thank uh, you joining us thank you Thank you everyone for tuning in. Hit the like and subscribe button and make sure you follow us on all other socials. Link is in the description. See you all in the next episode.